Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Siyal pagamisi kamala kelinwelinglenda unkulungkulo muse. You have no competition. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. You have no competition. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Father. So we thank you. Bless you for the blood this morning. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Uh, can we keep the door slightly open? Slightly open. Amen. We welcome all of you at Kamindlen Coast. Hallelujah. Amen. Beautiful service. I believe in hymns. Hymns are powerful. Amen. Hymns are anointed. Amakolo optimisa kufuniga ngabi mustn't be based on fashion. What's what's trending? It's not about what's trending. It's about what where the anointing is. Whether it doesn't matter whether Methodist or what, we bring all of them. We, choose, we pick all the anointed songs on their repertoires. We bring them together. Amen. Because those songs must not die. We can't allow it. Amen. There are other English songs which we don't have yet because we must rehearse and we must very tight to sing those but they are powerful songs so we are going to be uh, singing hymns not only hymns of course they are beautiful songs which are you know, trending songs that faith likes amen but we, we need to focus in the book of revelation not the assemble Amen. No CPO has an announcement to make. We'll find time. Just remind me before we leave so that you can come and just make that announcement. Matthew Sambulo, chapter 20, verse 7, verse 10. We are going to be speaking about the kingdom. The kingdom of God, or the kingdom. Amen. If there is one thing that I am called to do is to minister on the kingdom. Amen. Be very strong on that because that's what God is doing on Eteros Bless you. We are very strong on the kingdom. That's, that's the specific assignment uh, to minister to ensure that people understand what There is a bigger picture God has a bigger plan, so big, and it involves you to be a, a player, a participant yeah. in what God wants to do. Amen. Yeah. 
So we are going to be focusing on that for for some time because I believe we must be able to locate it within the context of the kingdom. Amen. We tend to have Amma revelation in little isolated pockets. Now the kingdom says, let's put all of them together because all these things work toward a certain goal. There's a certain bigger objective that God wants us to understand. Amen. Yes, amen. So, I know that they are in the last 10 years or so, or so God has uh, given birth to ministries all over the world that focus on the message of the king. Uh, so, it is important that we, we catch it. Amen. Yeah. Uh, many people, they, they, they have that, and God has spoken to them about that because it's important. Umbu uh, Sogatiko, today we're going to just give uh, an introduction. There's so much to talk to you about. Amen. So that you are a grounded Christian in the things of God. Basically, Musulatiko is about uh, the economy of God. I'm going to explain that in the coming weeks. It's about the economy of God, how the economy of God looks like. It's about God's, uh, you can say, God's ecosystem. Don't worry about those words for now. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going to be attending to those um, in the future. But the kingdom of God is about God's ecosystem. God has got a lot of things, everything that God has created is interlinked and interrelated and all these things they work together to achieve one specific goal that he saw before the foundations of the world so it's not an isolated thing we are not an end to ourselves in other words we're not born again so that we can just be a group of people with a certain brand kingdom embassy house i teach you how to be good and go to and die and go to heaven Ibanda is a, is a subset. Iman is one of the players in what God wants to do on planet. Amen. So if you understand that, uh, you, you are good. In Musan is like it's God's government. How did God's government? God's government. and everywhere else. Umusugatiko is, is God's way of doing things, what we call here culture. Uh, God's way of doing things. How, as a kingdom citizen, you are supposed to conduct your affairs on earth. In other words, your approach to situations and circumstances is different because we subscribe to a specific culture which is called kingdom culture. Yeah. How we do marriage with my wife, how we do finances, it is based on a specific system, mm. which is God's way of doing things. Amen. So before we, we, we move further, Bazon, I, want, I want to just explain to you, Umbusulatiko uh, has got three main players, out of three, there are three main players in the kingdom message. Magnetic players, I mean people who have a stake in what God wants to do. Yeah. Without these, there is no kingdom. It does not exist. 
So Ummusan Kunungkulu has got God. God is the is at the core. He's at the center of everything that happens. Number two, there is the enemy, which is the devil. He is a player in what God is doing. It's either we are attacking him or he's attacking us, he's plundering us or we are plundering him, but he is, he is one of the characters that must be dealt with, must be understood. Amen. Another one that is um, very much at the center of the kingdom message is, is mankind. So it's God, it's the enemy, and it's the human race. Masichi God, we're talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about the host of heaven, which is all the hierarchical order of angels in heaven, and all the chain of command, which is uh, seraphims, uh, cherubs, and everybody else. They are all part of what we call the, 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 the government of God. So there is God, and there is also the devil. When we talk about the devil, he is the head of what we are going to explain now here called the kingdom of darkness. So he is the head of that. Now with him comes, he also has a structure or a chain of command, a layer of government. Uh, he has got principalities and powers. He's got every, a lot of fallen angels, the watchers and everybody else that he's using to fulfill his own agenda. Amen. Which we are called here to, to reverse yeah. under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're going to explain all that. And then we have the human race, which is you and I. Now, the human race is, is two-pronged. There's what you call the saints, which is the church, which is you and I. And then on the other hand, we have what you call the world. The world are those who have not accepted Jesus Christ into their lives. So far, so good. Amen. Now, I want to explain to you, because we are dealing with the introduction today. How, what is the end chapter? What, how does the last chapter of the enemy look like? What is the final chapter of man? How does man look in the final chapter? When we have done everything God has said we must do, he says, go ye and preach the gospel to all nations, and all we have done everything. What is the, how does the last chapter look like? What is the last paragraph? Because if you know how we end, like, in our whatever we are going through, whatever God has called us to do, shall be done. We shall come out of this thing victorious and triumphant as the church of Jesus Christ. So according to the Bible, the scripture which I asked you to open, uh, it's the final chapter of our enemy whom today we are contending with, and it seems as if he has the upper hand. But I want you to know, from time to time, we must remind him, you must let him know that you know where he, he will end up. So it's found in Revelation, my favorite one is Revelation 2010, but I said start from seven. It's easy to remember that because our World Cup was held in 2010. So when I pray, sometimes I remind him, because I, I, I remember 2010, it's easy for me. Revelation 2010, that's where the end game is for him. That's where everything will be shut. Huge padlock put forever without the devil. Throughout all eternity. Now, this scripture says, Now when the thousand years have expired, 
Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. The southeast, western, mountain, all that. And the Bible says Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle whose number is at as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Uh, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So that's the ultimate end of whom we call today as the devil. Uh, he was uh, formerly known as Lucifer. You can also explain that. Uh, so this is how he ends up. That's the end of the story. After that, the credits roll finished. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, I want also you to know how you and I will end up. How, how do we look like in the final analysis of things? Yeah. But maybe let's start with... Um, Let's start with us, because the world also will end, will end somewhere. Yeah. So, in Revelation 21, the next chapter, you were on 20. Let's go to 21 in the book of Revelation, Amen. verses 1 to 5. Amen. Amen. Now the Bible says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned to her, for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. Say amen. amen. Now this is how we end up. We end up victorious. We end up very strong, very triumphant. Amen. The victory with us and we shall the bible says we shall spend eternity now we have tried before to explain what eternity is all about uh, it is just so difficult somebody said if you want to have a con a concept of what eternity looks like uh, you must try and get a a bundle of cotton yarn yeah the first centimeter 
they say this, 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 this is a huge bundle, I can't even explain it. Take the first centimeter, and then the rest of it, you wrap the earth with the same string about 10 billion times. Your life and my life here on earth is the first centimeter. This, this part. That's, that's who we are. That's, that's, that's our role. It's, it's just the first centimeter. And then you wrap the whole thing around the globe 100 billion times. So that is, um, even that, by the way, it's not even an eternity. See, that is a human being trying to conceptualize something that is supernatural. It, eternity, our mind says, cannot comprehend in Gunapagat. This is why we come up with questions like, but you know what, come Because in our own conception of things, that's what in the Ibe corner must have come out of somewhere. See, that's how God, that's how great God is. In Mundo cannot comprehend it. We are too young. We came here a few thousand years ago. God has always been. Yeah. Amen. But we, we, we end up well. Now, I also need to tell you where the ungodly will end up. And then, once you have done that, you know, come back into the kingdom because we need to understand all these things uh, in our introduction. In the book of Revelation, now go to the previous, come back to the previous chapter, chapter 20, uh, verses number 11 to verse number 15. All our people that we love so dearly, who are who don't see that they are called the way that you and I, Ukulukulu Musawaki, has enabled us to see. God gives you grace to see things from His perspective. Otherwise, in our own mind and intellect, we cannot understand it. Amen. Amen. But Ukulukulu is it's a revelation from heaven. Amen. So, according to scriptures, Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15, little Bible, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, whose face, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his or her works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone, anyone, not found written in the book of life. The Lamb's book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now I will explain to you because this does not make you excited. I know that there are churches that feel very bad if a new person comes and joins them because they've become like a society. You know, they know exactly so if somebody who's new uh, comes in, it's like he or she is an inconvenience. We have been called to reach out 
the heart of God, Namzong, if you want to know what aches his heart, is those who are not here. Yeah. Uh, I was telling my wife a few days ago what God was telling me in prayer in the mornings. Everything that, we, that God gives us, the anointing, all the gifts, he invests them in the church, but not for the church, for the world. Oh, we get to benefit because we, we, we are the church. But everything, Unkulukulu makes an investment. He always has the world in mind. This is why the Bible says, For God so loved the world. The people of something, something. And everybody else everywhere, that when we drove today, we saw them on the street. I want you to know that the heart of the Father is for those people. He wants them. He loves them so dearly. Our role as the church, as the body of Christ, is to ensure that their final end, their last chapter, does not look like that. So he anoints us. This is why we say, a city or a province or a region. He raises a church, different ministries, that through the church, he then reaches out through the church, he reaches out to society. Amen. So it's not just about us just gathering here, just you know, just being getting blessed. At the end of it all, you'll remember when we shared on the vision that we said Esau is not a. It's like a service station, like a service station. We go to church to be serviced. We're checking the gauge of our tires are still fine. We're checking if the oil is still well. The engine is still running, but we were not created for the service station. We're not created for a garage like an engine. We were meant for the road. Yeah. Our destination is society, is the road. Yeah. Once we've come here like this, once we have been empowered, once we have imbibed the Holy Spirit, and we are motivated for Jesus, yeah. now he says, but you are not made for here, for the four walls of the church. You are now released that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's where the church becomes the church. Amen. We said that day on uh, Sunday, a Christian meets Christian. But on Monday, that's where the church meets the world. That's what God wants to see happen. Amen. Amen. On, 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 on Sunday, it's a, it's, it's, it's a Christian being, being empowered, being encouraged. But during the week, it's the Christian encouraging the world, flowing. We remember the word influence. We said the word influence means to flow into. So when God anoints you, when God gave you, uh, gives you a gift, whatever it is, it is so that we can bless. We can be a blessing to society. We flow into the world. Whatever God, more overflow. This is why when somebody says, I was in a conference and we were rolling on the floor and they put it up on Facebook. Now, my, my question always is like, okay, when you got up, then what happened? Hallelujah. I'm so happy. It's good to have goosebumps yeah. and then speak in other tongues and be anointed. And you know that like we're weeping and we're crying. That's fine because that ensures that the, the enemy is kept yeah. at bay, doesn't come and become part of us. We get anointed, roll on the floor. We have a great time. We sing, we dance. Amen. And then that conference is declared a success. 
more often than not because of the fact that the budget there was no red flags whatever that we had budgeted for the conference here yeah, it's aligned so we are not um, we're not in debt so because of that we conference is a success or because the speaker came and they spoke so beautifully and you guys stood up and you were running all over the place and it was so amazing the singers that we we asked uh, Andy, whoever it was, we asked them to come, and they sang, and you guys got so blessed, and you were on the floor, and the, then we prayed. Baba's going to the conference now. Say Sunday, man. He says, "Yeah, but I don't start." Now we we pray over the conference. We shut it down. When you leave, the expectation from heaven. Oh my God! Now you are overflowing. Yeah, yeah, you have been fed so much. Now you should go and impact Amen. society and impact the world. Not to the value conference, the offensive color, either we parking lot in there. Oh, what's happening, Jesse? Amen. I see how it works, but this is all kingdom minds because I want you to think kingdom. Amen. Think kingdom. Don't think just one church and just, you know. We are called to be a blessing to. The world amen. say amen all right now that's how they, they they end up because of that there is a sense of agency yeah. in the spirit because as we are gathered here today somebody's gonna die today oh my God. as we are gathered here today there is somebody's uh, funeral next week somebody who's still alive who's going to die somewhere between 6 and 12 tonight amen. that person dies without Christ they have no idea. One of my um, prayers, it was before God when I pray, I tell the Lord, I know this generation, because I know that they will not come to you unless something, something that is amazing happens. That is why we pray for God to begin to move. I was, we were sharing with my, with my wife last night in terms of the demonstration of power. Why do you think CTB um, Joshua is so powerful. By the way, there is no man I know on the planet Earth. I know lots of them. I know McDonald, I know Penny, I know all of, most of them who will move in the supernatural. There is no man that God has anointed to that level. Uh, I can say that because he's so humble. Even if he were to hear that, it doesn't mess him up. People moved, called scorn. Synagogue. It's a synagogue. Everybody comes. Church of all nations, all nations. I've seen in that ministry faith a woman, the body was engaged, the, 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 the baby was engaged in a funny way. I don't know what that is. You saw it's bridged. You saw he lays his hand and you saw just you see the baby moving. That ministry is always full of stuff on the floor. Because people are delivered. Now, if the church does not pray for them, we can't have its own Nigeria only. Because we have the church all over the world, the anointing of the Spirit must be upon your people so that in our given locations and countries, the same anointing which is released from heaven 
Maybe upon the people, so like our generation, because they will all always when you also contest and debate more to Jesus. That's why there's many religions. Because you can always debate. Theology. And you can do gospel. It's supposed to walk on two legs. How the two legs? Two legs. One is declaration. In other words, we preach about Jesus. We declare. Another one is demonstration of power. Amen. Whereby we 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 show evidence. We are witnesses. A witness is somebody who produces evidence in, in court. Yeah. We produce evidence. So when I say, when I declare that Jesus is Lord, now it is expected that I also manifest a evidence to witness. Now, in the absence of the power of God that we are praying for, we, we, we will fight until we are so thin because it must break. Because we, now we are praying for the city of Devon. We are praying for the, 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 the province and the people. So, amen. That's another area. But let me just give you this one, Mazoni, concerning. Let us be very conscious of the heart of the Father concerning those who are not born again yet. Yeah. You must understand that in context. Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. See, if you don't get that, you have a serious problem because in other words, you will never be able to influence or to flow into them and impact them. If you study the life of Christ, he spent much time with unbelievers yeah. because he wanted to influence them. Yeah. Now, the problem that Paul was, was, was addressing is because they tend to swallow us. We are always the weaker ones. We are always the ones who get influenced than us influencing them. Amen. T.P. Joshua always um, talks about these people about Kulegelabantu. Yeah. You see, if has got a devil, let's see, so serious. Yeah. He ends up delivering you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a man of when it comes in, I can see something else, but I must stay disciplined. So the Bible now continues to say about these um, friends of ours who are out there that God wants uh, them to come. It says, uh, Revelation 21 verse 7, just that one scripture there, then I'm going to start. Imagine, it's, it's all in introduction. Now it says, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Amen. Amen. Sometimes the definition, which is very stereotypical, these people, are, uh, it's those who never believed in Jesus Christ. That is the obvious one. Yeah. But there are those who did accept Christ 
and then they backslid. Yeah. You, you know such people, right? They were once in the church, and because of whatever that happened, uh, somebody sat it on my chair, whatever. I don't know how. You, I don't know why you leave church. I don't know why you leave God. I was in the parking lot, parking, parking yami, and then I left. Do I leave God? Whatever the case is, I don't know. So they backslid. Now, there are also those who are in the church, but they serve God in their own terms. Now, those are in churches this morning. They are in churches this morning, but they, they serve God in their own terms. When I say in their own terms, they, um, if God says, with regards to this issue, this is how we are supposed to handle it. They first see if it, if it suits them. Yeah. There are lots of Christians today in churches who serve God in their own terms. This is why I always have a problem with celebrity Christians. Yeah. Because it, it seems as if when they have their own standard. Yes, you know, you sacrifice, you come to church, but now they can just sit at home because people are going to crowd me. So they, they just, when the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering together of the saints, they somehow, there's a lot of stuff I know about because they just, they don't have a special, they don't celebrate with Israel. When you come to the Lord, you become a child of God. You are a child of God. In other words, it doesn't matter whether you are a mayor. Now, that's a kingdom mindset which I'm going to teach. Whether you are a mayor or you, you, are, you are whoever it is out there. When we come into the house of God, when we begin to flow, according to what God says we must do, here, you are a child of God, you are a son and daughter of the house. Amen. So you must pick up a broom also Amen. and do whatever is being done. Yeah. Put your apron on and work like everybody else. Yeah. Now, that is the gospel people are not preaching because, see, this person comes with a tithe. Got 60,000. I know a Jesus dome, a man, who was like 10 years ago, who got 90,000 tithe. That's why that building is 100 million. 90,000 yeah. came on. Yes. He had containers, Indian guy, most containers I work and all that, so he, he works there. So, because of that, you, of course, you put them in front, whatever the case is, and you treat them in a certain way because you want to keep them. Yeah. I know where I was a man. Amen. They must feel at home. I know, daughter of my, I know a man who would sit here with his gold watch, lots of money, Indian guy. All it took was for him to look at his watch and the pastor would shut down the service because the guy used to run to the airport. They control, this is why Fred Roberts, uh, when people gave, he, they, they came a time when he refused to know who was giving because they would use that to their own advantage so that they can get whatever privileges in, in, in the body. So it's, it's, it's people who serve God in their own terms. Amen. Now, there are also, something's going to shock you, there are Christians without Christ. Yeah. The Christians without Christ. 
When we talk about unbelievers, don't don't go to me. Just cut it. Baka entuse baka number twelve. Baba Jason John go name bamba name fulan fulan no Kevin. Let's cut. Don't don't just don't just go there and take them. No, they 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 are those. Kula kabatuka kumsho kolo this morning. So don't 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 go too far. Oma ungamile. If you are not in Christ. And you don't do the things Mount Jules talks about holiness and a life of repentance and play all these things. You you must always be checking whether I don't know if you have been exposed to any as a saying uh, if you take a car to a garage, if you go to a garage, you don't leave being a car. You remember that one? For 25 years. The fact that you don't have a character for the because they know that these people go to church but there is no fruit so it's 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 such people we're talking about believers without belief so when we talk about the kingdom now god has a plan out a plan so i want us now to 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 get into i think you you brought your your your, your notebooks like i requested amen now the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning God created what? The heavens and what? And the earth. That's Genesis 1 and 1. That's how the Bible opens. Now heaven and earth, those represent two realms, outer realms. Heaven represents the spirit realm or the spirit world yeah. and earth is the physical world. Yeah. So far so good. Yeah. Because this is where we're gonna study. We're not build from, from, from foundation. So and when we are done, you will have a, a, a solid understanding of what God wants to do. Amen. Amen. So we have the spirit realm, which we call the spirit world, and we have the natural world. Amen. The natural world is very simple because this is who we are, this is where we live. We, you contact the physical world through your five physical senses. God gave us those senses so that we can make sense of our being here. That is why he put us in a body so that through the body we can interact with matter. With, with, with what we have here, yeah, I can taste, I can see, I can, I can make sense of what's going on. But there is also something called the spirit world, or spirit world. Spirit world. Now the spirit world is divided into two. There is the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Now I also must uh, tell you, which may come as a shock to some of you, because we are building from foundations, kingdom. There was a time 
eternity past. There's something called eternity past. There was a time when there was no devil. I want you to understand that. There was only Lucifer, because there's a difference. There was a time when there was no Satan, there was no devil, and there was no demon. Now, there was someone whom the Bible refers to as a cherub. His name was Lucifer. Now, people always ask, if God is full of love, why did he make Satan? If he did not want chaos in the world, if he didn't want people to murder each other, to hate one another, and all the stuff that is happening in the world today, why did God create Satan? Now, that is very simple. It's not been a complicated theology. Now, God never created Satan. He never created the devil. God created Lucifer. Now, according to the scriptures, Lucifer served in and around the throne of God. The Bible says he was a covering cherub. He stood over the presence of God and the mysteries of heaven. Amen. Now, while he was Lucifer, before his fall in heaven, there was no sickness, there was no disease, there was no pain, there were no tears. Now, the Bible, according to Ezekiel 28, that's where we find Uguti, Le Keruple becomes a devil. There comes a time in eternity where the Bible says you were perfect in all your ways. You were the seal of perfection in the heavens. In other words, if something was called perfect, it was measured against him. He was the seal, the stamp of perfection. And the Bible says, until iniquity was found in you. In other words, when God started out, he did not create the devil. God does not create evil. Now, Lucifer mutated. He transformed because of the sin in himself then he transformed into being a devil or what we call satan dragon and whatever else we know amen so that is very important to understand uh he was beautiful the bible says he walked among the stones in the garden of god he was there until he realized that he was the most beautiful thing ever created and he was lifted, the Bible says, and pride set in. Yeah. Now, that's when the kingdom of darkness was born. Yeah. It's born in Ezekiel 28. Because the message of the kingdom, it, deterred, it, 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 it um, warrants us to understand where all these things came from and who we are really dealing with. Now, I want us to go to Ezekiel 28, verse 17 uh, to verse number 18. I don't know if you're going to close this a bit. Just to, just a little bit, just to avoid the noise. Amen. Now, in verse number 17, Ezekiel 28, the Bible says, Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground 
I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defied your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. Now, that particular passage of scripture refers to whom we know as Satan, who had now causes now the devil. Amen. So I want you to know that does not come from God. God never orchestrated. It's not a predetermined thing. God had created everything beautiful and he said it's, it is good. Now amongst his creation, one creature Esau no, began not in the Garden of Eden. It began in the presence of God. Imagine that. In a being called Lucifer. But it landed on earth. In the Garden of Eden through Adam. Amen. So I must explain to you the, about the enemy that we are dealing with. Because it will make sense now when God says fight. When God says, I am raising an army, when God talks about kingdom culture, which I'm going to cover here before we go, it, it will make sense to you. All these little things that we know in pockets, isolated pieces of information, when you understand the kingdom message, all these things come together and they make sense. Say amen. amen. Now, I also want you to understand, let's go to Isaiah 14. Isaiah chapter 14. Uh, we are going to read verse number 13. If um, uh, you may write those down because I just want us to flow because of time. Amen. Now it says, Therefore, you have said in your heart, now God addressing Satan, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest side of the north, which is heaven, according to Bible uh, language. Now, he was, he was so beautiful, like I've said. Now he says, I'm going to take my throne, set it up on the mount of congregation. It seems as if all the creatures of heaven, they would come around this mountain and God would address them. So he says, no, I want to be up there. I want to, I want to address the people because I know the mysteries of God. I'm the one who covers so that they don't know. So I know exactly what God is about to do. So I'm going to sit above him. And because of that, the Bible says he was cast out. So it is very clear that Usatane had a throne. Yeah. Had a throne. So if you have that, and you get cast out because you have this ambition to rule over you will go elsewhere to see if you can set up your throne there now, this is where we are going with this now uh, the Bible talks about other thrones it's not surprise it's not a surprise that he had a throne because there were other creatures in heaven who also had thrones amen you will find that in the book of Revelation chapter 4. Remember the 24 elders? Yes. The Bible says 24 elders who had um, 24 thrones. Yes. Amen. And they sat on them. 
So the devil also had a throne. Right. So he had this ambition. How's the ambition? ambition? He had an ambition to rule. That's why the thought came in the first place in heaven to say, I'm going to lift myself above God because he wants to rule. He wants to govern. He's itching. He wants somebody to just rule over. Amen. Now, because he wants to rule, he will definitely find a way of ensuring that he ends up his ambition. Did not the ambition did not die. The ambition for him did not die. He only changed focus. He only changed focus in with regards to the domain of his rulership. Now, there is no way I will be able to rule in heaven. Yeah. So he changes now his focus. He must rule somewhere. So according to the scriptures, the Bible reveals that he now wants to rule the earth. Unfortunately, earth is our home. This is where you and I live. It's our dwelling place. Yeah. It's our place of residence. That's where the human race is found. So he changes his focus. He now wants to set himself up as God amongst the kings of the earth. Say amen. Amen. His main goal when he comes here, you know, see, boy, he wants to rule the earth. Uh, but the, the, the gist of it he wants a culture. He wants to create a certain culture, yeah. a certain a system of doing life, which is totally opposite to what God had intended. Amen. I hope you understand that culture is a way of life. Yeah. What? When we deal with culture, I want you to, to pray for Patrick because we're going to deal with issues. You have to know that. You might be offended like when I address culture the way it must be addressed. That's why pastor don't address it. Because the devil has a way of, 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 of hiding nonsense. He pushes it behind culture. He hides it behind culture. Because if you hide a bad practice or wickedness in culture, in culture it gives you longevity. If it's in the name of culture, surely Every generation will, will it, it becomes institutionalized. Yeah. It becomes legal because now you are practicing wickedness legally yeah. because it is an institution. That's how smart the enemy is. Don't tell me that when kids were chopped, their, their fingers were chopped off. And I can show you pictures of, of little girls who are, who are disfigured. Now, this is another topic because I address that. Because we have a kingdom culture. No, but no, we're gonna address that. Of course, I'm a Zulu man. And I can't help that. But we must address that. But in terms of percentage from one to ten, how much of a Zulu I am? Amen. Jesus. percent Zulu. What must you do to qualify as a bona fide, genuine Zulu man? Or woman. That, that, that's another one. So he comes 
He wants to come here and establish a throne amongst the sons of men. I must also let you know Kutusatana is very organized. Yeah. Not the pictures you saw at Sunday school with a red tail working. He's, 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 he's a great... Of course, he, he transmutes. He can change himself and transform himself yeah. to different things. But he is not what you saw on TV. Yeah. He, is, he is powerful. He's very organized. He has a, a well-organized system which has a hierarchy. He's, he sits on top of the thing, but they are very organized. I haven't even spoken to you about, about the system, the marine system. There are things that will shock you. Yeah. That people don't even preach about. Yeah. Because there is no way people will understand that. Amen. But these, when you talk about the kingdom, yeah. you must get to the very depth of things. Amen. So that by the time you, you what about it? Do you call it's not about it. No, I believe it's long because uh, that's why we sing it. But then the call I want to make a African congregational church. The gentleman, you you speak to the gentleman outside. Must I figure out? I don't know why they did this with you. They used to do this where, where, where I was. That's going in I wait for the day when I meet you um, a gateway and when I see you can say hey come on because if you don't do that then whatever that you are doing there it's not you now allow me to make these three comments as we go on. Wanted to write this down. Every kingdom displays the nature and character of its head. Every kingdom displays the nature and character of its head. Write it down. Amen. Because the fruit of your life reveals the seed that was sown in your head. Now write this down. There's these three points before I move on. These three points are important. This is the second point which we must note. The kingdom, whether the kingdom of light or the kingdom of, of darkness, the kingdom is an extension of the king's taste, his personality, his style, his character, and his way. Let me repeat that. A kingdom is an extension of the king's taste, his personality, his style, his character, and his will. So if you want to say, just, just, the way they live their lives, it will give much away with regards to who they submit under. Now write this one down, the last one. The state of the people in a kingdom, the state of the people in a kingdom 
reveals who is at the head of the kingdom. The state of the people in a kingdom reveals who is at the head of the kingdom. Amen. Now, having said that, I want us to discover a little bit on, on the kingdom of, uh, of God. Not the whole picture. I have been speaking about the enemy. Let me just give you an idea of what goes on up there. Amen. Now, is under the headship of God. Amen. Now, we talk about the Godhead. You have heard the word the Holy Trinity. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to mention a few things about the God that we serve. So that when you pray, when you begin to make a decision to partner with Him Amen. in doing what He wants to see done on earth, you know who, who you are partnering with. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, God is eternal. It's eternal. In other words, Unkulunkulu has no beginning and He has no end. Now you'll find that in Deuteronomy 33, because all these things must be based in scripture. If I say God is eternal, where is it written that God is always an assumption that is just based on what we learned in Sunday school? The Bible says God is eternal. It's, it's Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. What that means is, God has always been and he will always be. Our yes. God has always been and will always be. There was never a time without God. I know, I know our mind cannot grasp that. But just allow the Holy Spirit to, to breathe upon you. By faith we grasp the things of heaven. Even if they, they don't make sense intellectually, yeah. we grasp them by... This is why Tuasama called. Because if I add one plus one, that's when I, I, I exercise my faith, where my intellect fails to understand and grasp it. Yeah. That's where my faith kicks in. Baba, I, I don't know what, what, how that looks like. Would you never had a beginning? I, I don't know. All I know is that I was born... For somebody to be here must be conceived and they must be given birth to. Yeah. With regards to you, the Bible teaches that you never end. And it doesn't worry me much because uh, what you are doing in my life right now and what you want me to do, I'm happy with that. Amen. Yeah. I will discover maybe later. But let me he is eternal. Because that's the first point. Bushi he is timeless. I'll timeless. Timeless. Present, past, and future. That's our time. All of us here. God, all those things lived live in him at the same time yeah. this is why the bible says he knew you before so how, how did he know me before before i was conceived you know he know he knows because for him he establishes the end then he comes back and he says now be born he has already established your end he knows exactly when your breath comes out of you and we say she is no more and he is no more it is all established it's called pre-ordination Predestination. Yeah. He establishes the end. Then he says, Let's come back. 
Now be born. But he has wept it out. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He is God. He is eternal. So relax. He is in control. He knows your story. He knows your life. He knows what's going on. He, he is not panicking because of what is happening in your life. He's not biting his fingernails. He is so in charge. He knows what he's doing with your life. Even the things we are going through at this point. I know you don't understand what's going on. I know you wish you would just act speedily. But I want to assure you that God is in control. He is in so much control. He knows what's going on. Amen. Another thing we discover about God in the Bible is is the fact that He is self-existent. Write that down. Self-existent. John 5, 26. In other words, he, he exists in and from himself. I know, don't worry. I'm not saying he's self-existent. He is self-existent. In other words, he, Mam Kabash, he is the reason for his own existence. Yeah. Can, can we fit that out? Never mind, let's move on. But know that the God that we have chosen to kneel and to bow to, yeah. he has no beginning, he has no, he has no grandmother, he has no ancestor. He has no daddy. He has no mother. He is God all by himself. He is the beginning and the end. He is the all-sufficient one. Everything exists of and through him. That's the God whom we serve. Amen. The Bible also talks about, because we're talking about the kingdom. I said today we're going to address just the... Because when we start the kingdom, we must know all these things well. Amen. Islam also addresses the fact that Unkulukulas and Konzayo is, um, and I'm going to give you a word, Mamunzi. Uh, God is immutable. Yeah. Immutable has got two M's. Amen. When you mutate something, you, tra- you change it. Amen. So, God is unchangeable. Unchangeable. That is found in James 1, verse 17. So that if you choose tonight not to obey God, not to pray, I must have given you enough about Him. Don't be fuzzy in your understanding when you choose to live here and do your own thing. Know who this God is. Not Father Christmas with a long white beard. He is God. He is so great. This is why you must Get the people to watch Louis Giglio just to give them an understanding. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, that, that, that's, that's, that, that, that's another one. God is, um, is, is self-existent. He exists in and of himself. He is the reason for him being there. Yeah. Amen. See the next point. God is omnipotent. How do you omnipotent? Omni means all, potent means strength, power, potency. So when you say God is omnipotent, it means God is all powerful. Every power 
anywhere in the universe, whatever galaxy, it bows to him. He is the creator of what is called power. Without God, there is no power existing anywhere. So he is all, powerful, all powerful. Revelation 19, verse 6, Lord, God is all powerful. Laity omnipotent, it is nothing, therefore, because he's omnipotent, nothing is impossible with him. Amen. In the book of uh, Romans, it says, he refers to things which are not as though they were. Because even if it's not there, he can call it into existence and it comes to life. Even in your own life, what was never there, this is why there are things called creative miracles. Whatever, in, in our finances, in whatever area, God can give birth to something that was not there. Your education does not qualify for you to get to that level. Whatever, maybe my IQ does not allow for me to experience that. But God, because of his favor, because of his grace, he can ensure and give birth to something which was not there. And he ensures that I enjoy it because of our relationship. I am a son. Amen. Amen. Now, there's another thing you must know about the God that we serve. It says God is omniscient. What is omniscient? Omniscient. You will spell that, right? We should have had it up here. Now, omni means all scient, where you call the word science. Amen. It is knowledge. Right. Now, it it means God is all-knowing. What is all-knowing? All-knowing. Uh, there is nothing that God does not know. God knows all things. Nothing can be hidden from Him. He knows everything. God is in possession, Mamji, of all the facts and all truth. All of that, He is in possession of it. God is... Uh, God's knowledge is absolute. Without question, he knows all things. Amen. Amen. Because he knows all things, Mamutanda, it means he is incapable of committing error. He cannot make mistakes. He cannot commit error or omission. Sometimes we think he should have, but he omitted to do that. He did not do it. Because he knows everything, before he does something, he already knows the outcome. Even the things that you prayed for and God did not answer them. How many of you today, there are many people I am aware of who prayed for stuff, Sister Thompson, and God did not answer them. And today they are so grateful that God did not grant them the prayer. I remember when I was praying with Sozo, before I met my wife, there are these girls, every boy wants to be, just to go out with, you know. And when you see them today, and we're praying, Lord, our Baba, I'm Koska. And you see them today. Thanks, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so if in those instances, Mamunon, where we felt that he could have answered me at the time because I didn't have a full picture. Amen. God is omniscient. God is all-known. He knows everything. He knows. Your kids don't even see those tears. God knows. He knows everything. He knows. Let's move on, Mazarin. So God knows. What God knows? Let me give you two more. God is omnipresent. How do you omnipresent? Let's say Psalm 139, verse 7 to 12. He, Amahobo 139, verse 7 to 12. Uh, he is omnipresent. He is everywhere at the same time. In other words, Mamuji, he is unlimited and beyond space, our God. Even the things, he sustains the very life with the power of his presence. The fact that I can plant a seed and it germinates, it is because the presence and the glory of God reaches down even to the very belly of the earth. It gives that seed life. The reason why fish can survive underwater is because the presence of God fills the entire universe and it gives life even to the creatures, flora and fauna and everything else. God's presence ensures that life is sustained. There is no place where God is not present. If there is such a place, it does not exist. Because for that to be, God must be there. Otherwise, it would not be able to be there. So God is omnipresent. So if God were to withdraw himself from certain places, those places would cease to exist. Now, while I'm talking about being being, uh, omnipresent, somebody will say, so if God is everywhere, at the same time, why then do we have stuff happening? Let's say God is in a shebeen. So because you're saying God is everywhere. So why somebody pulls out a knife and stabs somebody when God is, is God watching? Now, this is, the, the, this is the, 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 the gist of it. As much as God is present everywhere. Now listen to this. He does not land everywhere at the same time. There's a difference. Because God lands only through invitation. This is why we say we have the presence of God. God is everywhere to sustain life. But for God to land in an individual, in a person, to, for you, ma'am, to be said that you are a temple, you are a tabernacle of the Holy Spirit, you must have invited Him into your life. Then He lands. When He lands, then your whole thing changes. Now you become a child of God and you carry the presence of God in you. Now He's not everywhere, all over. He now inhabits. You become a tabernacle. As much as it was the case in the Old Testament, 
God was everywhere, but he made an instruction and said, build me a tabernacle so my presence because I want to interact with my people as family, as father to family. So God is invited, so he lands through invitation. Amen. All right. Now, the last one was on that. We are quarter past 11. I've got 15 minutes. It, God is holy. Out God is holy. God is holy. Uh, it's Leviticus 19 verse 2. He is perfect holiness. Now, we will be talking about holiness all our life because it's one of the fundamentals Christ. But God is perfectly holy. The Bible in him there is not darkness at all. Yeah. He is a he is a holy God. Whatever he says and thinks and does is holy. Amen. Amen. Um, so that's the God that we're gonna be serving for all of eternity. Yeah. The God that have all the things that I've listed and more. <laughs> and so much more. I haven't even told you about his names. You must know the God. Yeah. Yeah. Fred Roberts, he took the mic. He says, We serve the big God. Because our God is a great God. Amen. Amen. Write this down. Amen. I have come to teach. Allow me to teach. Amen. Write this down. He reveals himself through his names. Amen. Now make a mention L. How about Eno L? E-L. L. L. E-L. That's all. That means strong, powerful, mighty. Amen. Now, there's a word Elohim. Write it down. Don't worry about spelling for now. Elohim. Elohim is the plural of El, which uh, speaks of the Godhead. Okay, that's just one thing. Now, I need to explain something to you. I foundation I be strong. Let us know who we are. Let us know our identity. Let us know our king that we serve. It again. L L Yon. L L Yon. E-L-E-L-Y-O-N yeah. It's the most high God yeah. It's Genesis 14.8 by the way It's El Elyon L-E-L-Roy He reveals himself There is no way man can know God Unless God reveals himself to man so in every generation, God had to step out and reveal himself and make himself known to that generation, yeah. especially in the Old Testament. Yeah. So it's 
El Roy, Roy R-O-Y, the God that sees. Amen. Kulung kulobonayo. Genesis 16 verses 13 to 14. God that sees. You serve a God who has eyes, who sees. Who sees? Out my God sees. My God sees. Amen. Out get El. Out out get El, baza. We must get this. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Now Shaddai has two Ds. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. You remember that song? Beautiful song. God all sufficient. Write it down. God who is all sufficient. He does not need help. He does not run short. He doesn't get exhausted of stuff, of resources. He generates of himself whatever he needs. For his people, for his kingdom, he is all sufficient. This is why his kingdom will always be blessed. Because God is all sufficient. Amen. Let me give you just a bit, one more because of time. Aoti El Olam. I must know your God. El Dash O L A M. El Olam, God everlasting. Amen. Now, because I need to, I need to just give you something. Uh, which is the heart of the matter. Before we go today, El Olam, God everlasting. Amen. Amen. Now, I must tell you, Mazalwan, which is the two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, they want to land. They want to land upon the earth. It's a bad picture. But they, they want to come and influence the nations of the world. This is, this is the crux of the kingdom message. Yeah. What I'm about to say in the next 10 minutes. Let's note it. So, they want to influence the nations to think in a certain way. Both the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. They want to influence the nations of the world to speak in a certain way and to live in a certain way. In other words, they must think and speak and live like the head of the kingdom. Amen. Now, these two kingdoms, that means they are competing for souls on earth. They are both competing for the human race because the kingdom of light wants mankind to think in a certain way, to speak in a certain way, and to behave in a certain way. In other words, Uh, to, to establish a certain culture yeah. that is a reflection of the head of the kingdom. Amen. The kingdom, uh, the, the king of the kingdom of darkness wants the people on earth to think in a certain way. The way you conceptualize, when you look at a woman, you must think in a certain way. Yeah. When you see a bag, you must think in a certain way. You must process in a certain way. You must then begin to live in a certain way. He has a certain culture that he wants to establish in the end. This is why when I, when I speak of the culture, 
It is so deep because when we get into that in the coming weeks, you will realize that what we thought was culture sometimes they're just the enemy fooling around with you. Amen. So, in the spirit world, for you and I to be considered a son or a daughter of that kingdom, you must receive the seed. Now, we always speak of currency. The blood of Jesus is currency. But he also if they want to come to it's like this province I must take the seed from where I am and go plant it yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that the people here can enjoy the same fruit that those who are here enjoy. Yeah. God has got stuff that he wants his people on earth to enjoy. Now, for them to be able to get it, he sends a seed. He plants it, first and foremost, in the heart of men. I will explain to you what seed is, even technically. Within the way it carries it's an embryo, it carries the whole forest in it. Yeah. Once you, you 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 plant the seed, you may as well have, have the whole forest. The forest. Now that is that is what so for, for you to be regarded or to be considered a son or a daughter in a particular kingdom, number one, you must receive the seed, whether it's the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness incubate the seed and the seed must be made flesh in other words i receive the seed i incubate the seed i create an environment in that's good enough for the seed to grow and then i must then allow the seed to become flesh when i allow the seed to become flesh then I am called a son or a daughter of that particular kingdom. They, they see that they are there now when the word they have spoken is acted upon. In other words, the seed that they have planted is, uh, is, has been received and it's germinating and it bears fruits. Because they begin to show we have a son there. Not because he goes to church, because the seed that was planted in that person's life is bearing fruit. I don't know what you were taught. But I, I, I want to reveal to you the kingdom of God. Amen. So, you are called a son or a daughter one because you have received the seed. You have allowed the seed to grow in you. Yeah. Create an environment through prayer, yeah. through fasting, through repentance yeah. and everything else. When I do that, I am allowing the seed sown to grow in me so that the seed 
can bear fruit which is tangible how the tangible tangible let me explain one 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 last thing to you this idea of lending because we're talking about the seed amen in the spirit all of us here have a womb how to womb uh men have a womb in the spirit uh women have a womb in the spirit so the kingdom of god and the kingdom of darkness they carry a seed whoever will receive the seed that person can then be used on earth for that particular kingdom ฝรั่งนี่ในบังกะเรนโตเยซูที่นี่สิมันมาจากคนอื่นอีซูจะบีลีฟเฮฟเฟตอินเดอะเวิร์ดที่เพื่อนบอกว่าจีซูอ่
I read fast, so don't worry. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. And that's a voice speaking from a, a certain kingdom. You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they had the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cold of the day. Last line says, And Adam, his wife, hid themselves and from the presence of God uh, among the trees of the garden. Now, it's called the fall of man. Amen. Just give me five more minutes. Just give me five more minutes. Let's listen to rapid properly. The fall of man. Um, had created man to be a reflection of God. Adam on earth was supposed to reflect who God is. In other words, to mirror God. Amen. Wherever he was, was supposed to be a reflection of God. Amen. Uh, he wanted to create somebody who was going to worship him willingly because angels in heaven they just abide by the instructions they don't love God necessarily they just worship God it's only mankind who who chooses to worship God so he wanted to make someone who was going to choose to obey him choose to obey him choose to obey him or choose not to obey him so he made Adam God made Adam, we also know that God made Adam so that Adam could be the target of God's love. You see, by Bible, 1 John 4 verse 8 and 1 John 4 verse 16, God is love. But for God to be exercised or to be experienced, it needs a target. It needs to be poured out onto a certain target. And so for that to happen, there must be a relationship. So God made man so that he could pour himself out onto man so that man could enjoy him. Yes, That's why God made Adam. Now, according to what the Bible teaches, uh, when man fell, because he had chosen to obey the voice of the enemy. Now listen to this. If you can write this, I don't know how you're going to write this down. But this is the order of events in the garden. The snake speaks. When a snake speaks, Satan releases a voice, right? A voice goes out. Now, that voice is a message. 
which is a seed. The way I do things, I write voice, error, message in brackets, seed. So he speaks. Now, whatever he says, it is a message. That message is a seed. Yes, Barcelona, you follow me? Now, in that message, whatever the devil said, that message was the culture content that Satan wanted to display on earth. So whatever he says to Adam, if Adam receives it and it is sown in his soul, whatever that Adam now has in his soul is the culture that is going to be lived out on earth. Because this, a seed has been sown in his soul. If you don't get it, you're going to get it. I, I pray the Holy Spirit will reveal these things to you. So, when, when, when we say yes, when he ate of the fruit in the garden, basically he exchanged cultures. What God had established, remember the Bible said, God would come in the garden in the cool of the day. Yeah. And when God spoke, a seed was sown in Adam oh, with Jesus. a message and Adam grew. Yeah. When God did that, Adam knew what to say and how to say, what to do and how to do it. But when he chose to receive the seed of the enemy, of the serpent, there was an exchange of culture now the culture of god what god wanted to see happen in the world now the enemy replaced it with his own culture yeah. from that point onwards adam was going to think speak and act like what was sown in him all right now we, we are closing Basalwa. the reason then why god is raising a new breed of yeah. kingdom people on earth because what happened in the garden must be reversed God wants a a, a new breed of people because in the garden before the fall of man there was communion with God before Adam fell there was common union God would come and fellowship with man before Adam fell God's way was the normal. Yeah. God's way of doing things was normal, abnormal. normal. Joy was normal. Peace was normal. Life was normal. There was health, health, prosperity was normal. So Umaewa U Adam. Satan introduced, now listen to this, a new normal. Yes. This is kingdom languages. When Adam fell, Satan introduced his own normal. So whatever content he was going to introduce through his philosophy of life, how he wants people to live, was going to be the new normal. Out in new normal. Out in new normal. So he replaces God's normal with his normal. So this is why whatever today the world calls normal, it's not your normal. 
whatever the world says it's the norm norms and standards it's not your norm it's a norm that was exchanged we had our own normal so sickness became normal in the garden poverty became normal pain became normal when that exchange took place depression and every other thing you may think of murder and violence became normal in the garden of eden say amen what was normal in god's economy became subnormal now the enemy began to take charge people began to in actual fact, the Bible records. That's why it was a flood. There was so much violence in the earth. Those days, because the culture had, had changed. Something had shifted. Unfortunately, in 2019, even subnormal has become abnormal. This is why a young lady is so scared to be called a virgin. Because the norm which we think is our culture. It's, it's normal for you to, if you see a bag open to take the phone, it's just, it's normal. I mean, you win, but you have to come up with money. You have to negotiate your mood, you have to negotiate your mood, you have to negotiate your mood, you have to I'm supposed to bless, you know that woman who doesn't feel, you know, you're supposed to buy, buy the whole stock and don't take it. That's who we are. You go to the table, no banana. The 50 mile banana, but keep the stock for tomorrow. That's who we are. I make you We have now because it's no, it's no more. No, 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 no. Our normal, our normal is different. We have our own norms and standard. That's why in our banner it's called. Our vision is to restore destinies, bring many to Christ, and establish kingdom culture. Because we have our own no man. Amen. Sing because we have one of babies here. Amen. So, Uncle wants us, the church, the kingdom of God is about bringing back God's normal. Because holiness is normal. Forgiveness is normal. Patience is normal in the economy of God. We have been fooled to think because Israel, they are so good at broadcasting their agenda. When you listen to something over and over and over, you think it's, it's normal. When you switch on your TV and you see people acting in a certain way, you think it's your culture. Because it's, it's in, in front of you 24-7. You are exposed to this way of life. We were born into it. We, we, we work in our workplaces with people who think like that, who speak like that, who act that way. The culture of the world is so much around us. The kingdom of God is under threat. So that people get to understand that it's not just about churching. This secular culture must be absorbed. 
God wants us to display kingdom culture. Our kingdom culture. Kingdom culture. And so that I don't have to go beyond this. Just stand on your feet as, as I close. God wants us to demonstrate the culture of the kingdom. Jesus came to restore kingdom culture. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will on earth. Your will, your content, your your whatever you had in mind, let it be done here. The culture of heaven, let it be exercised by your people on earth. So we are here to demonstrate. Let's lift up your hands, Father. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Let your will be done, Father. Let your will be done, want to I feel like while we're in the presence of God and in the spirit of prayer I want to warn you I want you to begin to shift the voices that speak to you whether it regards to business ideas how you're supposed to run your marriage how you're supposed to deal with particular issues I want you to be very careful the voices that speak to you uh, I'm praying to God that through God's wisdom you'll be able to discern the voice that speaks from the presence of God that is sent by God to move you from one place to another place. And a voice that is planted in you as a seed to sabotage your marriage, to sabotage your life, sabotage your career, sabotage your family and everything else. So God wants us to understand that we as his people, we have our own way of doing things, which is based on scripture. Our kingdom and our culture flows from scripture. It's what the Bible says that becomes our way of doing things. Yes, Amen. Yes, Lift up your hands. Father, I pray for your people right now. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The voice of fear is a seed. The voice of doubt is a seed. The voice of intimidation is a seed. It comes to speak to us and to plant a seed which will bear fruit. And the fruit will not look like what you have preordained for us. And Father, I pray for your people right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for wisdom. I pray for the grace of God. I pray for the Holy Spirit to be able to speak upon your people and help them 
in different situations, in our different spheres of life, the Lord will begin to move according to the voice of heaven in the name of Jesus and able us to determine the genuine from the counterfeit, that which speaks from heaven and that which speaks from hell. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I plead the blood of Christ upon your people. I speak life upon them. Lord God, enhance our capacity to hear your voice. Enable us to hear the voice of the Spirit. When that snake whispers, either through a friend or through a colleague or through anybody, enable us to discern a voice that is strange, a voice that, that doesn't speak from the presence of the Lord, a voice that comes to pull us down, a voice that comes to plant a particular seed. And so I cover your people, help them this week, I pray. Now pray for them individually, oh God. I bring them before your throne. Lord God, you know exactly what they are dealing with this week. But we are your kingdom people. I pray that you preserve them and that you bless them, that you increase them so that they can prosper. And through their prosperity, your name be glorified. I pray, Father, to bless marriages, whatever the enemy, whatever voices, even our spouses, our friends, our whoever, voices speaking to them. Father, I shut those voices in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I wanted to say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, you are my king. Your voice is the voice I know. I place myself under the lordship of your voice, of your word. Israelako has final authority in my life. It's your word that governs everything in my life. I thank you for the seed you have sown and you continue to sow in my life. Let it bear fruit a hundredfold in Jesus' name. Let's give God a hand. I, I want us to just, just sit down for a little while. Um, just bear with me. I wanted to come forward. There is a, an announcement that I, I asked her to make because we see it's in my heart for you to 